The Lamudi webinar series is a series of online discussions with industry experts who share their insights and tips on how to retain your business despite the current challenges. Welcome back to an in-depth interview with Aboitis Len, a developer of retail offices and industrial buildings, as well as residential properties. My guest today is David Raphael, President and CEO of Aboitis Len Inc. Dave, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you, Deborah. Nice to be here. All right. Great. Thanks, Dave. Um, just earlier this month, Aboitis launched digital home buying options to Philippine property seekers who want to accelerate the buying process in the safety of their own homes during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Dave, could you tell us a little bit more about how this initiative started, perhaps when and how? Okay. Um, when I joined Aboitis Land in uh, January of uh, 2019, um, you know, I, one of the, I, my background was I had spent many years in with big developers like Ayala Land and with SM. And these big property developers had a lot of inventory, a lot of projects, and therefore had really huge sales forces, as in thousands, both domestic and international, really just warm bodies. And they had a huge budget to do all sorts of marketing events, open houses, concerts, and all that. And when I joined Aboitisland, um, I realized that wasn't the case. Aboitisland is a very small developer in terms, might be part of a big conglomerate, but Aboitisland itself, in terms of the number of projects they had, the inventory that they had. And so because of the small, you know, the fairly small nature of their business, they also had a very, very small sales force and a very small sales and marketing budget. So I said, I had to find a very cost efficient way to really have sales and marketing because, you know, given the, the, the objective of really selling the, the, the projects that they had, I asked myself, what would be the most cost efficient way to have, to be able to market and to be able to sell all of these projects? Certainly I couldn't, I didn't have the budget recruit and build a big sales force. I didn't have the budget to put up, to, to do very big open houses and events and so forth and so on. So I said, the most cost-effective way to push these products, to make people know about these projects, to be able to touch and, con and, and be able to contact the, the appropriate markets uh, in the most cost-efficient way really is to go digital. And that's why as early as 2019, we really uh, decided that this was going to be a major strategy. Uh, and fortunately, in, in the case of Aboitis, um, they do have a dedicated group at the parent level. They do have a dedicated digital group that had this expertise that we were able to tap. All right. So we worked very closely with them to strategize and to come up with how we were going to execute this whole uh, digital strategy. So we started early and we did it not because we anticipated COVID. No, <laughs> it's really more out of a necessity because of the, you know, the situation of the company then. Fortunately, it's, it's paid off. When we think about, um, you know, this cost efficiency as a, as a driver for digital transformation for Aboitisland, I'm curious to know, Dave, how did this sit with the team? Because digital transformation is a big journey. Yes. 
Yes. Um, definitely, this was a uh, this was something that we had to sell. Uh, remember, at that time, um, the sellers that we had, the marketing group that we had, um, they were all coming from very traditional backgrounds. Uh, of course, they've heard of the internet and all that, but the kind of selling that was being done then was very, very traditional. You know, face-to-face, -face, tripping, uh, uh, you know, open houses, mini events, so forth. So um, it was it was really something new. It was something very new. And uh, so it took a while. Um, I think convincing them to adapt the strategy was not difficult because they realized what we're up against. The hard part really was teaching them the process, teaching them the techniques. Uh, for example, and I'm, especially this is true for, let's say, brokers, right, who are a bit older and maybe not as tech savvy. So getting them to learn the technology and, and, and make it as as easy as possible, as part of their natural process, uh, proved to be more challenging. All right. How long would you say did it take Aboitis to go from traditional, so like you said, face-to-face -face tripping, uh, to what you have today? Um, you know, to tell, you, to tell you frankly, Derek, I mean, we're not yet done. I mean, I would say that in terms of proficiency, I would say that maybe only 50, 60% of the sales force is proficient, is really, and when I say proficient, it's really comfortable. It's, it comes natural to them, right? So uh, we're still we're still quite a ways in getting everybody up to speed and really making this as a natural process. All right, now one big pushback from sellers um, from the other perspective is that we are used to doing things this way. Right. Um, in your opinion, now while we address this, and for our uh, for our sellers who are tuning in today, um, does age or tenure have anything to do with the adaptability for digital? Well, um, I don't want to say that as a you know. It's just that uh, I'm not very young myself, right? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not that young, right? But it's just that um, I think it is a fact of life. It is a fact of life that. Uh, the older you get, uh, the more hardened, the more ingrained your habits become, and therefore the more difficult they become to change. I mean, you know, uh, it's hard to change habits, especially especially if those habits have been very successful for you. I mean, those are the kind of selling techniques and selling processes that you've been doing all these years and has proven to be successful and has made a lot of money for you as a broker, as a seller, then suddenly I tell you, you gotta change that because it's not gonna work anymore. It's hard. It's hard to accept. Sure, so it's really, more, it's really more mental than anything else. Have you seen success, Dave, with, um, yeah. with digital transformation for the more seasoned sellers? Yeah, well, you know, I'll be honest with you, Deborah. I mean, it's, our sales during this lockdown period where we are relying solely on digital contactless selling, um, we're only doing about 50, 50, 60% of our, of our sales when we were before the lockdown. So 
I just want to, I just want to make it clear. It's not like we're doing we're more successful now with purely contactless selling than previously. Okay, uh, you know. So it, and of course, you have to couple that with the fact that you know these are difficult times for for buyers. You know, I mean, in terms of a lot of them have lost jobs, a lot of them, but their future is uncertain. So you know, mentally, psychologically, they're not prepared to make a long-term commitment in buying property. Um, so um, it's it's tough. It's still very challenging. Uh, but all I'm saying is I think that because of our early investment, early preparation with, uh, with this uh, digital contactless selling, we weren't caught unprepared. When it happened, um, unlike other developers, I mean, they were completely, they were caught completely unprepared. They started ground zero. And it's gonna be hard to develop it overnight. You know, the technology, how it works, training the sellers, you can't do that overnight. And so I guess uh, we were lucky that we had, we had the lead time, we were ahead. Uh, and so that's, that, that's it. Right, thank you for that, Dave. And I have a few questions, uh, a bit about the development of this interface. But for now, I'm, I'm curious to know, um, and Dave, could you walk us through, how should a property seeker make a purchase without leaving their home? Perhaps the entire user journey from property search to reservation to the purchase itself. Okay, sure, okay. So maybe very broadly, let me just pull out some slides here uh, to share with you, give your viewers an idea of, uh, the process, no? Okay, so the whole campaign, this whole contactless home buying is, um, we've had, we have a term for this whole campaign, we call it at better at home, no? Selling is basically whether you're doing it in the real world or whether you're doing it in the digital world, there are basically three basic steps. The first step is you try to find your qualified buyer. I mean, in the old school, you call it prospecting. So that's really the first stage. And, um, you know, you try to get as many qualified buyers as you can because, uh, you know, sales is a numbers game. You know, you, you, you have to have as many, uh, as they call it, um, you have to have a pipeline of potential prospects that, that fit your, 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 your market profile, right? So that's the first step. And we have a whole uh, digital process for doing that now. For, for getting what you call digital leads. And once you do that, okay, once you get the digital leads, you now bring them to the next stage, which is really the sales process, okay? So this is where they will get to know your product, the details of your product, the location, the features, the amenities, the price, the payment schemes, um, and all of this information they can gain from our from our website, from all the, it's, it's all there, it's all online. All that, all that uh, information is available online. In addition, if they want to talk to somebody, because maybe some people are, you know, aside from just looking at all of that information online, they might want to talk to a real person because they might have some questions uh, and they want to confirm certain things. Again, they can book that online meeting with a real agent online. So, that takes care of the second major process, right? And then the third 
process. The third and final process really is the closing. In other words, you've given the prospect all the information, you've answered all of their objections, and therefore you're now ready to close the sale. And again, all of that can be done online. Yeah. Filling up the forms, the payments, all of that can be done online. In the traditional uh, sense, Deborah, how do how do people in the in the normal world how do they get leads? Right, they've got booths in malls, right? They have a leaflet. They do all that stuff. They approach you in the street. They give you a leaflet. They give you a brochure. Um, all that. Yeah. But usually, uh, or, or they have billboards, right? They have billboards, and it's a big billboard, and there's a uh, there's a there's a uh, 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 cell number that you can call, all that kind of stuff, right? But in 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 our in our approach, we don't do that. Okay, it's all done through digital digital leads, and again, we have a separate process, a separate discussion of that. So, assuming we've gotten all of these leads, they now want to get information about the different projects. So, we've got virtual tours of all of our projects. And these are very complete virtual tours, 360 degrees, all the amenities, all the features, the location, and all that. Um, and then um, they, they can also get, they can go to our website or they can go to our Facebook pages. Some more, uh, there are a lot more information that they can gather there. And as I said, if after all of that information that they've gotten through the virtual tours and our website and Facebook, if they still want to talk, face-to-face -face with a live agent, they can do that. They can book a, through a, uh, through a through the Google chat or through Zoom or Facebook Live. Sure, okay. I have a question over there, Dave. Um, as we know it, the, the home buyer process, the home buying process uh, in the Philippines, as you said, can be a little bit um, traditional, right? We rely on face-to-face -face, um, and that for us builds trust to the property seeker. Now in a time that we have to connect with our our sellers um, in a virtual setting, be it on video call, voice call, how can the developer sellers still build trust with the property seeker at this time? Okay, I think uh, one, um, I think the track record and the reputation of the developer is really critical. Okay, so that's very important. Um, if uh, fortunately, fortunately avoid this land, uh, is coming from a uh, a reputation, a, a a brand name that has built that was built through years and years. Now we're writing on that whole about this reputation. Uh, so I think that helps a lot in communicating trust in in in, in, in convincing the buyer uh, or the, the or the prospect that they're dealing with a legitimate and respected uh, group. No. Uh, Number two, I think it, uh, I guess the product itself. No, um, the, as I said, I think the beauty of the virtual tour is you're not seeing a brochure, you know, because a brochure can still be misleading, right? I mean, it, it, it pretty pictures, uh, you know, they'll show you uh, uh, maybe a uh, you know a model unit, but it's not really what you're looking for, uh, so it doesn't really give you a complete picture. So again, with a virtual tour you really get to see the product as is, even at its current state of development. So again, that, that will, that will uh, uh, I think, 
create a lot of trust in the in the mind of the buyer that he really sees what is mine, even if he's not physically there, right? And of course, finally, the seller. I mean, we we we, we train our sellers. You know, we ingrained in them uh, first of all product knowledge uh, that they really know what they're talking about, and you know, they they in terms of the salesmanship, the how they talk, how they present themselves, and so forth. So I think those are the factors that are important in really getting the trust of the buyer. Sure. Thank you, Dave, uh, for sharing that. Okay, yeah. so we covered a little bit on uh, on trippings as well as on interactions between seller and uh, property seeker. What yeah. comes after? Okay, so after this, uh, so here uh, they have gotten all of the information uh, that they need. They've probably talked to an actual agent. So perhaps maybe their their next step. Okay, so here, as I said, if they want to schedule a presentation, very easy. You can do it by by this, and and you can again you can arrange it, and we will respond within twenty four hours, right? Depending on the product that you're interested in, we have specific property specialists, right? So if you're interested in a, in, in a project in let's say in Seafront in Batangas, then it's going to be that property seller that will, that will 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 talk to you. Or if you're interested in a project in Cebu. It's going to be a that property seller from that property who will talk to you. So now, so you, you you're now in a position where you think we you feel you've already made a decision. You, your all your questions have been answered. So the first step in the buy in, in the closing process is the reservation. All right. So the reservation agreement is online. You can. Read it online. All the terms and conditions are there, and you can sign it. There's there's an e-signature facility there, so you can also sign it online. Um, then you pay. Later on, I'll show you the different modes of online payment that you can choose from for that reservation, as well as as well as not just the reservation, but also the the 10 or 20% equity that you need to pay monthly, which is required so that you bring it up to a point where you can be taken out by the bank in 18 to 24 months, right? And then of course, once you've made those payments, because you've done it online, the proof of the online payment is something that you can just screenshot us and forward to us because it's all online, okay? So again, all online. So here, let me show you the different online payment um, uh, options that we make available. So, for example, uh, as you know, Union Bank is part is, is part of the Abuelitis Group, right? So they have an app where you can pay, uh, and by payment here, Deborah, it's not just the reservation. The reservation is a small amount; it's just to hold the unit, and you have thirty days. For, for, for that amount to be held, that unit to be held for you, right? After 30 days, then we have to have payments for your monthly amortization, right? For your 10 or for your 15 to 20% of the prop. You have to pay it over a period of time so that you have built enough equity so that the bank can take you out. So that can also be paid online, right? So as I said, 
Um, these are the various options. You can pay through Union Bank. They have an app. You can pay through BDO. They also have a payment option there. And you can pay uh, through Metro Bank and through BPI. And as I said, it's not just, yes. So it's not just the one-time payment, but it's also the monthly, you know? So for example, if you wanna pay the monthly payments, you can, for example, go to BPI online and pay through their uh, bills payment, um, uh, through the bills payment option. Or finally, you can also pay through Avoid Islam, through the website. So we've given the buyers, we've given the prospects so many options to pay for their purchase online. So that is very convenient, it's very easy, uh, it's very hassle-free. Okay, so, that's all done, then transaction is finished. All right, Dave, I have a question over there. Um, when we talk about online payments for the reservation, for the monthly amortization, right? Um, in your view, is the Philippine market ready for this? Because I noticed that Aboitis has taken the leap forward with its, uh, with its tech developments, with the platforms and the, the banks yeah. um, available. Now, for the average Philippine uh, home buyer, are they ready for this movement? Okay, uh, to be honest with you, Deborah, I must admit, Right now, this is again something that's very new, right? Uh, remember, a while ago I mentioned that we're only doing about fifty to sixty percent of our normal sales, right? And the reason for that is that the other fifty percent, we're getting a lot of, you know, the interest in property is still very strong during this COVID. It has not waned, right? But the reason why we're only closing. 50% of these people is because the other 50% are still the traditional buyers. They still want to trip. They still want to actually go see the property. The digital tour is not enough for them. And also, they're not comfortable with this online mechanism. So what can we do, right? I mean, we can't force it, right? I mean, we can't please everybody. So uh, I would say there's still a lot of people who are not comfortable with all this online stuff. Right, but um, Dave, now, from the perspective now, in the short run, with COVID being that accelerator, maybe you can call it a catalyst um, to this whole uh, digital home buying, um, are you confident that this 50 to 60% today, they will increase or they will warm up to the idea in the coming months? Um, you know, um, I hope so. But you know, if for example, this. If, if this COVID thing is, let's say, well, a lot of people say that this is gonna, we're gonna normalize by early next year, right? So that's about six months from now. You know, uh, this lockdown is gonna be lifted by next month. Of course, there's still gonna be some hangover, but they're saying that, well, early next year, things are gonna normalize. I think people will just easily go back to their old habits, right? You know, so, um, I mean, I think we've converted some. We've converted some because uh, they probably realized the convenience of doing all this online. But I'm realistic. There will be some that will never adapt to this new technology. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, we'll still be ready for that. Yeah. Sure. Now, that's a good perspective to take, right? Be prepared for the worst and then hope for, yeah. uh, hope for the best. Actually, I heard, a, I, I, I heard the term, I don't know, which bank you said they were saying their strategy is 
fight the gel, P-H-Y-E gel. It is it's still the physical with the digital. That's the strategy. It cannot not have the physical aspect of the business. It will always be there. It's just that they have to supplement it with digital. So digital. And especially so in the Philippine real estate market, won't yeah. you say? Yes, yes. Okay. Now my next question has to do with kind of Abortisana's overall strategy. Dave, if you have to put it in one word, how would you describe the Abortis response or strategy to COVID-19 so far? I think the one word I can think of is uh, to describe it is agility. Okay. Could you elaborate a little bit about okay. that? Agility? Um, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody foresaw this pandemic. And I don't think anybody foresaw how deep the impact it will have, how deep, global, widespread, every industry. I mean, nobody, nobody foresaw this, right? And the impact is deep. And if you weren't agile, if you weren't ready to really change and adapt immediately, you're going to have a hard time. And I would, I'm, I'm fortunate that at least, well, as I said, you were a bit prepared. And number two, I think there was a real willingness overall. I think our sales force, I would say if I was to read the tech savviness of our sales force, maybe we we're at the maybe 70 to 75%. A lot of them are kind of young and comfortable with technology. So uh, the adapt was didn't take that long. I think it's more the third party. I'm talking about our in-house sellers, right? The ones that are in-house Abuitis land sellers. I think the ones that are maybe having a longer time to adapt are brokers, are independent brokers. So uh, these are people, as I said, who are maybe older, have been in real estate for a lot longer. And as I said, maybe have habits that are more ingrained. Uh, and uh, more difficult to change. But in answer to your question, really, it's agility. It's agility. All right. Um, and now you mentioned 70 to 75% of tech savviness at the moment. Yeah. What would be the target for you? Uh, what to? Hopefully, you know, reach 90, 95% so that at some point, you know, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're this, this, look, this, this digital strategy of ours, we're not going to ease up on it once, once this whole lockdown is period. We're not going to ease up. We're still going to invest. Because we. I, I feel we barely scratched the surface. There's so many other things that we can do digitally in terms of CRM, in terms of, uh, um, you know, uh, product, uh, measuring productivity of salespeople. There's still a lot more that we can do. We barely scratched the surface. And therefore, we are committed to investing even more, uh, you know, in all this digital, maybe, you know, artificial intelligence, still a lot of things that we can do. Sure, thank you for sharing that, David. Um, and now we have just one last question um, on today's interview. Now, and that question for me is in line with uh, talks on the ECQ being lifted now to a more eased lockdown on May 15th. What's next? What's on your to-do list? What's on your task list for the coming days? Yeah, well, of course, the first priority when the lockdown is followed, when the lockdown is lifted, really is 
um, really having a very orderly uh, a strategy on how we will go back to work with the prime with our primary consideration being the safety of our people right you gotta we gotta have a very well thought out deliberate strategy on how we go back so we will think about it very carefully we're setting up really very strict protocols and 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 and, and uh steps who can go back what will it take for you to go back all the tests that you need to do before you can actually go back all of that has to be clearly defined right uh, so th that i guess that's that's the way we're going to handle it okay so a step-by-step -step means forward yeah. yes all right. Now, thank you very much for your thoughts, David, uh, for sharing with us not only more about Abortisland digital home buying initiatives, but also about your overall strategy and what you guys are doing for property seekers today. Now, for our viewers today, please do leave us a question if there's anything you'd like to know. Um, we'll be responding to them after the session. Once again, this is David Raphael, President and CEO of Abortisland. Thank you, David, for joining okay. us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Um, and have a good afternoon. For more updates on future episodes of the Lemudi webinar series, follow our Facebook page at Lemudi Philippines.